Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss. And Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker dropped new footage at D23 showing Rey cosplaying as Darth Maul and C-3PO so high he feels like he's walking on the sky. Called eye drops, my friend. I'm gonna break down this new footage frame by frame to explain what's going on here and to find all the missable clues for how director J.J. Abrams might pull together all the major elements from this sequel trilogy and from this trilogy of trilogies to try to give us a satisfying conclusion if that's even possible. Spoiler warning in case my predictions end up being too accurate and let's get started. Okay, before we even get to the new Rise of Skywalker footage, this special look opens with famous imagery from past films of the saga. But I think there actually might be a clue hidden in the editing here, right when some new audio from Luke Skywalker plays over some choice shots. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now but this is your fight. So presumably this is Luke speaking as a kind of force ghost, maybe an Obi-Wan style echo, but to whom is he speaking? He could be talking to Rey or to Kylo, both of whom he trained and passed on key pieces of wisdom. A thousand generations do live on in Rey through the ancient Jedi texts that she took from Ach 2, seen in the final shots of The Last Jedi, but also a thousand generations of Sith mastery kind of live on through Kylo as heir to Darth Vader's memory. Luke does say we have passed on all we know, collectively referring to himself, along with other mentors, including maybe Han or Yoda, and yes, Luke's father. And it's interesting how the moment we hear Luke say this, the montage transitions from a shot of him as Jedi Master in Return of the Jedi to, of all people, Darth Maul, igniting his dual-wield lightsaber. So they're almost kind of like drawing a connection here between Rey's training under Luke and the dark image of her that we see at the end of this trailer wielding her own Maul-style saber. This opening image also emphasizes the touching of hands, Kylo and Rey, Leia and Rey, Han and Kylo, Rey and Finn. That human connection that complicates a character's inner drive appears to be a key theme here. And I think it's significant that this montage closes with Rey and her duel with Kylo in The Force Awakens, with the two lightsaber radiances flickering over her face and reflecting from her eyes. Red, blue, red, blue. Kind of reflecting her tug-of-war choice of paths and her impressive resistance to seizure-inducing strobe lighting. But why speculate and clues from old stuff when there's new stuff to overanalyze? So onward. Okay, the new footage shows the gang reunited. Finn, Chewie, Rey, Poe Dameron, and C-3PO. The Millennium Falcon is behind them, and they're overlooking this celebration on the new desert planet that's named Pasana. This appears to be the same planet shot in the real-life Jordan, where Rey backflipped over the TIE Interceptor in the teaser, and the location that the others have stolen the merchant skiff. This race of species is called the Aki Aki, and they're sentient. They wear multicolored robes and beaded necklaces. They're partying up with, I guess, their version of Burning Man. They got kites, chalk fireworks, maybe a Wicker Man-style effigy back there. Yeah, I think 3PO might have uh, inhaled too much. Now, it's not clear what the group is seeking here, other than uh, a baller time, but it's nice to see the characters together again, as opposed to, you know, split up across casino planets and whatnot. And based on other footage, the First Order will eventually catch up to them here. But next, there's a shot of the late Carrie Fisher as General Leia Organa in some force location that we saw her embracing Rey in in the teaser. J.J. Abrams said that they will use footage of Fisher from The Force Awakens to complete Leia's story in this movie, as opposed to trying to recreate her using VFX magic. And at the moment, it looks pretty seamless. My guess is Leia will commune with Rey as a kind of force ghost, since from her spaceflight in The Last Jedi, we know that she did spend some time studying the ways of the Force with Luke. On to the next section. Okay, what's left of the Resistance fleet arrives, and I love how they jump in 
to the rhythm of John Williams' melody, they appear to be jumping in within a planet's atmosphere. A very dangerous move, as we learned in The Force Awakens. But after Han, Chewie, and Finn successfully pulled off, I suppose the rest of the Resistance figured it out too. Among this ragtag fleet are X-Wings, Y-Wings, what appear to be RZ-2 A-Wings, and finally some new B-Wings. After Force Awakens, Last Jedi have only showed us like pieces of the Mark II B-Wing, here are some fully completed ones in action. And there's also this blockade runner, which some are speculating could actually be the original Tantive IV from A New Hope. Not sure about that, but if Abrams is tying in callbacks from across the series, including the vessel that started it all, would be an awesome move. Now, presumably on one of these ships is Finn, joined by a new character, Resistance fighter Janna, played by Naomi Aki. And some are saying that she could be the daughter of Lando Calrissian, but that has not been confirmed yet. Aki just joked at Star Wars Celebration that Lando gets around which we know he does. In the window outside their cockpit is a new B-Wing with a green blast firing past them, suggesting that they're in the midst of some kind of dogfight, which might involve this monstrosity, a massive fleet of Star Destroyers. Looks like at least hundreds of them. Yeah, we gotta talk about these because if you look closely and if your best friends growing up were also the miniature Star Wars ships on your desk and dresser, you will notice that these are actually Imperial Star Destroyers. You know, from the Empire, the thing that's supposedly done. They are ISDI class with the X style bridge to be specific. And these destroyers also have a red stripe, similar to the Star Destroyer that we saw in the brief shot in the first Rise of Skywalker teaser. So perhaps the First Order is being supplanted by an enormous Imperial Star Destroyer fleet that was somehow built in secret. The Star Wars Aftermath novels detail what's called Operation Cinder, kind of a burn it all down contingency plan orchestrated by Palpatine in the event of his death. It was supposed to end at Jakku, and we actually saw the ruins of that battle at the top of The Force Awakens. So I guess maybe Palpatine had a second Second contingency plan beyond Operation Cinder, and that's what we're seeing here. We'll talk more about what these Star Destroyers could be up to in this movie in a bit. And I want to talk about 3PO's evil red eyes. But before I continue, thanks to Honey for sponsoring this breakdown. Ever buy something online and then find out that you could have gotten it for less? Kinda sucks, right? It's worse than like walking out of a store right after they put up a sign saying 50% off shirts. You wonder, is this happening every time I go shopping? And the shopkeeper laughs, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, luckily now I have Honey, the free browser extension that saves you time and money when shopping online. Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then, like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. Honey knows about every coupon code, sale, or discount on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, eBay, Target, GameStop, Best Buy. Nothing can hide from it. And you can just shop like normal and Honey will do all the work for you in the background to save you money. And it feels so good. Like sticking a boomerang lightsaber catch despite an injury. Good. I used Honey when I bought a couple pizzas from Papa John's online. I was so ecstatic to save $8 which I will apply to buying the next pizza that I also eat by myself. Installation is super easy. Just go to joinhoney.com slash newrockstars. Two clicks later, there you go. And Honey's for everyone because it works for practically anything you buy online. And again, downloading it is super easy. It only takes two clicks to install. And those who have already downloaded Honey using my link have already saved an average of $43.19. So what you waiting for? There's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash newrockstars. That's joinhoney.com slash newrockstars. Okay, back to the trailer, there's this shot of 3PO with his rose-tinted eyepieces. So these red eyes could be inspired by Triple Zero, the red-eyed protocol droid from the Darth Vader comics awoken by Dr. Aphra and accompanying BT-1 on a number of dark and evil doings. Another possible influence could have come from C-3PO's manufacturer who also produced a variant known as C-3PX, a protocol droid with a red sensor reprogrammed to serve assassin
and functions. But you know, red eyes don't always mean evil, just most of the time. It's also possible that 3PO's red eyes are a result of some kind of diagnostic function. In fact, one theory for 3PO in this movie involves them scanning his memories. Remember, 3PO had his memory wiped after Revenge of the Sith, but his one-shot storyline did reveal that some memory fragments remain deeply implanted inside him. And maybe it's those memories that Poe and the others are hoping to unlock for a way to defeat this new threat from Palpatine. Because throughout this entire saga, only two droids were there to witness all of it. And before we move on, there's a shot of a huge red blast leveling a planet's terrain. Now this planet looks like Kijimi. This is a new icy mountainous planet that is connected to Zori Bliss. It's Carrie Russell's character, who's a criminal, an old friend of Poe's. Now there's also some speculation that the new super weapon of this movie, as opposed to the planet destroying Death Stars or Starkiller Base, instead the super weapon could be a fleet of Star Destroyers that devastate a planet's surface, like breaking up the crust layer, thereby killing all life on it. But not the simple, swift act of like popping a densely packed core of matter. This surface destruction could explain why this blast hits the surface with initial shockwave, but then follows it with a second impact blast. Kind of like the terraformation surface destruction that we saw in movies like Man of Steel. Let's move on. Okay, this next clip shows Rey training, slicing tree trunks, tossing her lightsaber, perhaps frustrated at that marksman remote droid. Things are annoying as hell. It's similar to the one that Luke first trained with on the Falcon in A New Hope. Now remember, this lightsaber handle split in The Last Jedi, so Rey must have repaired it. That might be why she has that red cloth around her palm. Maybe the kyber crystal inside it is radiating out of it in a kind of leak from the fissure from the repaired handle, causing Rey's palm to get burned. And you'll notice that when Rey catches the lightsaber, she's also holding this limb as a bow staff. Like maybe she's finding that combat with a sword-like weapon is incompatible with her full range of skills, which is why her dream weapon would be a dual-wield bowstaff-inspired lightsaber. This is all set in a forest location that looks a bit similar to the location where Leia appeared, and I'm wondering if this could be Endor. We do know that the ruins of the second Death Star appear in this film, which could be on the nearby forest moon from Return of the Jedi. Perhaps Rey's battle with Kylo Ren will lead to a defeat, a wound on her hand, causing her to train in the nearby forest and blow off steam, and wonder, if I only had a double-sided weapon, to match my agility, I could beat him! Cue Force Ghost Leia to explain how that kind of power is a dangerous path. Then there's a shot of Kylo Ren igniting his lightsaber as he walks from his TIE Interceptor, and I think this is the one that Rey leapt over in Pasana, but this is a new ship for Kylo from his TIE Silencer in The Last Jedi. And based on these lightning strikes, I'm thinking this could also be Kijimi, which would be the planet's surface wrecked by the fleet of Star Destroyers. Might explain the fissures on the ground there as he's walking over them. Kylo drags his saber in the snow, kicking it up, and transitioning very nicely into the ocean spray of the next shot, which is an epic duel between Kylo and Rey on this submerged wreckage, which we know are pieces of the Death Star. But notice that gun turret to the left. So not only are these chunks of Death Star, this could be a wall of the Death Star trench. Like they could be trying to echo the famous trench run along the first Death Star trench in A New Hope. Essentially, this younger generation is battling over the literal graves of the older generation's famous battles. Yeah, symbolism! As the nerd will scream when this scene comes up on opening night in the cinema. On to the next clip. Okay, so Ian McDiarmid is returning as Emperor Palpatine, aka Darth Sidious. His voice croaks, Your journey is its end. So perhaps Palpatine has returned as some kind of Sith ghostly presence. There actually is precedence of the Sith haunting enchanted objects after their deaths. Also in the comics, Palpatine has cloned himself. And of course, there's always the legend of Darth Plagueis the Wise, the Sith who learned how to overcome death. Really, there are any number of ways Palpatine could come back. But again, we're left wondering to whom Palpatine is speaking. Whose journey is nearing its end? Is it Rey or Kylo? Or could he be communing with the ghost of Luke? Because if you listen super closely to this moment, the audio mixer snuck in a 
fascinating cacophony of noises. So most distinctly, you can hear the breath of Darth Vader's mask. Now, does this mean Vader will return in some form in The Rise of Skywalker? Well, there was a rumored scene that would feature Kylo witnessing the moment of Vader's first machine-assisted breath from Revenge of the Sith, so maybe this sound is connected to that. But also mixed in here is a clash of thunder and, oddly, some soft musical chimes, which almost sound like John Williams' orchestration after his opening fanfare in every movie. But there's even more to talk about in this money shot, Dark Ray. Holding a dual-wheeled red lightsaber, similar to Darth Maul's, but this one lights up like a tuning fork and then opens up on a hinge to lock into a Bostaff-style weapon. The design's actually kind of similar to the sabers used by the Temple Guards with Kanan in the animated series, as well as the dual-wheeled saber used by Pong Krell. But notice that the red blades are fiery and unstable, which wasn't the case with Darth Maul's sabers. This is more like Kylo's weapon. Kylo's braid is unstable because it's powered by a cracked kyber crystal, reflecting his instability. So perhaps Rey's weapon here is meant to reflect that same kind of brokenness. It's also worth noting Rey's left hand in the shot, the one that we previously saw covered with a red cloth. Now there's some kind of black band across her knuckles. Maybe that cloth was a bandage from her fingers being partially or fully severed, either from the unstable repaired blue lightsaber I mentioned before, or maybe the battle with Kylo. But Daisy Ridley has said that she was surprised that they included the shot in the trailer, and it's possible that it's not a literal depiction of events in the movie, but rather a dream or vision, hallucination. In fact, the StarWars.com description of this footage originally described this moment as the vision of a ray before updating it to change to the sight of Rey. Total conspiracy! But before we go too deep down this rabbit hole of speculation that Rey is being possessed by Palpatine or switched fully to the dark side, let's remember that in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke Skywalker experienced a vision of himself inside Darth Vader's mask on Dagobah. And remember that trailer for Rogue One ended with a similar implication that Jen Erso would go dark? What will you become? Yeah, so similarly, this could be a vision quest moment for Rey, tempted to acquire more power with a weapon that would suit her skill set to vanquish her enemies, but ultimately heeding the wisdom of the better angels of her nature, angels named Carrie Fisher. But there is one more sound design Easter egg here. Notice the sound of Rey's blades. We hear two hums. Hum, hum. Now, if you loop that back for a third hum, you get hum, hum, hum. So those hums are actually in the note of G. G, G, G. And those Gs are actually the first notes of Darth Vader's Imperial March. Hum, 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 hum. And if I sound crazy, consider that Star Wars movies actually mix in subtle leitmotifs to John Williams' score all the time. Rogue One's awesome Vader Death March was scored with a slowed down choral modulation of the Imperial March that you can only notice by speeding it up. So maybe this moment is designed to lead us to wonder who the successor of the Sith truly will be. The Skywalker heir or the angry orphan born from nothing. And let's overanalyze the hell out of the music in the final clip. Okay, after a title card set to the dramatic rendition of William's Force theme, the final notes are a sad take on Rey's theme, which was composed for The Force Awakens. So this trailer ends in a kind of mournful echo of Rey's humble beginnings. What happened to our little junk scavenger from Jakku? Well, she killed a butt-ton of people on the Supremacy, and now she's a different person. Do you think Rey has truly turned evil? And how do you think Palpatine has returned? Comment down below with your thoughts and theories. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EABoss. And subscribe to New Rockstars for more breakdowns and theories about everything Star Wars. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our Star Wars podcast feed called Wookie Leaks for early access to audio versions of all this stuff and for some upcoming podcast exclusive content. Thank you for joining me. And if you haven't liked this video already, do it.